Welcome to the Salvatry Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the podcast and the YouTube channel. We have a nine-game slate today on this Saturday. I'm very excited for this nine-game slate. It should be very entertaining. We have another game that's also kicking off a little bit earlier, I believe a Brooklyn Nets game that we're not going to actually get to cover because it's just on its own little island of a showdown slate. But before we get into this nine-game slate, welcome to the channel. My name is Sal Vetri, and I do indeed cover daily fantasy sports in a variety of different sports, NFL, NBA, WNBA, the MLB, PGA as well, and we're going to be covering the XFL once that starts off a week after the Super Bowl. Very eager to see what the prize pools are like, but you are here for an NBA weekend video. So thank you for being here. Haven't been doing these weekend videos as much over the past month because of the NFL playoffs. Just not a lot of attraction for them and also more workload for me in in other things like the NFL. But now that you're here, welcome, and I do appreciate you being here. Be sure to hit that subscribe button if you get any value from this video. Again, don't usually do these weekend videos. I'm an independent content creator here on YouTube, so be sure to show some support with the subscribe button if you think you get any value or good information from this video. You can follow me on my social media. It's linked up down below, and let's get into this video. So starting with the injury news, team by team, Trevion Graham and Jeff Teague, the former Minnesota uh, Timberwolves that just got traded in that deal, the other day for Alan Crabb are going to have their debuts today. It has been ruled that Jeff Teague is going to be the backup point guard, and maybe he sees a few extra minutes, but no real interest as of right now. If that's the case, uh, you have you have already a guy like Trey Young running out there for huge minutes around 36. So if Teague's only going to be able to get on the court for maybe 12, maybe he gets the upsides of like 16 to 18, um, that's not going to help too much. And then Trevion Graham as well doesn't really matter too much for me. It, it makes maybe DeAndre Hunter a little bit worse and Vince Carter. For Boston, Jalen Brown missed the last game with a thumb injury. He's questionable today. Would help Marcus Smart get into the starting rotation. And that would help the big three that remain in Jason Tatum, Kemba Walker, and Gordon Hayward if Brown was to miss. For Golden State today, Draymond Green is going to be out with a finger. This really helps Eric Paschkel and Glenn Robinson III if Glenn Robinson III suits up, who is also questionable today with an ankle. If you have no Glenn Robinson, if you have no Draymond, you're losing over 60 minutes in the starting rotation or right around it, and that's really going to help Eric Paschkel, who usually when Draymond doesn't play, finds his way into the 20-minute range, and if you're going to take 32 minutes of Glenn Robinson out of the rotation, you're probably going to see Eric Paschkel push closer to 30 minutes today at a low 4K price point. If those guys were to miss, it would also help guys like Alec Burks and Damian Lee. Jacob Evans III is out today with a concussion. Um, and well, if really just Glenn Robinson was to miss, you already have Draymond ruled out and uh, Jacob Evans III is already ruled out. So Jordan Poole, Alec Burks, Damian Lee would see bumps here. Damian Lee came back in the last game, played huge minutes in the upper 30s after getting his contract issues sorted out by missing the game before that. For Houston, it's just Austin Rivers going to be out here. Maybe you see Chris Clemens step on the court as a backup point guard. He's the next on the depth chart, but he hasn't been playing since the 11th. Ben McLemore and Eric Gordon should also see a bump off the bench. For the Lakers, Anthony Davis remains a game-time decision with a glute injury. Kyle Kuz would start in his place, and you'd see increased benefit for LeBron, JaVale McGee, and Dwight Howard if Davis was to miss. Rajon Rondo is questionable with a finger after missing the last game. Alex Caruso and Quinn Cook, the backup point guards, would see more run. For the Knicks, R.J. Barrett and Dennis Smith Jr. are ruled out today. Dennis Smith Jr. being out will help uh, mainly Frank Nielakina and Damian Dotson, maybe some Wayne Ellington as well in there. R.J. Barrett being out is going to help. Probably Reggie Bullock draws a start for him. Damian Dotson potentially could. Wayne Ellington and Markeith Morris or Mar- Marcus Morris as well. Michael Carter-Williams is going to be questionable today for Orlando. You already have no DJ Augustine for a few weeks now, so this is going to impact Markel Fultz. It's going to impact Evan Fournier, who came back as a game-time decision two nights ago in the last time 
out for Orlando. And if if Michael Carter Williams is in, he might take on some of those DJ Augustine minutes, which hurts Terrence Ross and hurts the point guard usage for Evan Fournier. For Phoenix, Kelly Oubre will miss for his second straight game with a concussion. It's going to help McCall Bridges, uh, Dario Sarge, and Aaron Baines. And the big news here is that Cameron Johnson is questionable with a quad injury. Cam Johnson, if he is out, you saw McCall Bridges play 35 minutes in the last game. You probably end up seeing McCall Bridges play very close to that, pretty much take on this um, Kelly Oubre role in the offense. And you saw he's very bad. He averaged pretty much 0.5 fantasy points per minute while he was out there alongside the Rubios, who was going off, the Aitons, who was going off, and even Devin Booker, who's a high-usage player. I don't expect that to happen again at the same price point. I think Bridges is fine, but if he becomes chalky, again, an easy fade. And then Dario Saric, this is the big news. Dario Saric played 28 minutes and was splitting minutes with Cam Johnson at the four. If Cam Johnson misses, Saric is going to have to play 30-plus minutes. Aaron Baines then probably plays not just backup center minutes to Aitons 32, but also maybe some backup four minutes and you get Baines closer to 28 minutes. So keep an eye on Cameron Johnson, who's at just 3,400. Him being active doesn't change too much for him, but him being out really, really helps stabilize Dario Sarge, potentially Aaron Baines, and definitely McCall Bridges' minutes. For Portland, CJ McCollum actually left the front end of the back-to-back very late last night uh, on the East Coast, heading into the early morning uh, around um, midnight, 12, 31 a.m. He's questionable today with an ankle. I'm ruling him questionable myself. They don't have an injury report out yet since it happened so late. But since he re- uh, left and did not return, I don't think he's going to play here. Huge, huge, huge boost there for Damian Lillard, who's somehow a very cheap price point of 8200 Obviously, they didn't have the news of CJ McCollum being injured before this happened. But if McCollum does miss, Lillard at 8200 is probably going to be one of the chalkier plays on the day. And if he's not, he should be. He's a fantastic option. Anthony Simons at just 3100 played 28 minutes last night, got more run after the McCollum injury. He would look like a nice value. Uh, I would say hold your horses a little bit with Simons. Look, he's 3100 so it's really hard to ignore that. I completely agree. If he ends up being the chalk of all chalk, he's going to be out there with Carmelo Anthony, Hassan Whiteside, and Damian Lillard for at least two of them for the majority of the game. Anthony and Lillard are going to be the priorities, as well as Whiteside types of pick and rolls and running, trying to get the offense through him on some plays. But at 3,100, it's hard to ignore that if he plays 28 to 30 minutes that he can't get you there close to 20-plus fantasy points. Just want to let you know that he's not the ultra-effective, producive, um, this productive player, especially since Carmelo Anthony has arrived. Like, he's better than Kent Bazemore, but not miles better. Carmelo Anthony would also benefit from Noah McCollum as well at his cheap 6K uh, price point. Bogdan Mogdanovich, um, he expects to play today. I don't know if he's officially questionable. I have him here as probable on an ankle, but it's said that he's expected to play. This is going to just kill Trevor Ariza. It'll probably hurt the minutes upside of Harrison Barnes and potentially even trickle down to Buddy Heald. Toronto, Fred Van Vliet missed last night, but they said that he's likely to play today. Uh, Kyle Lowry actually left last night's game, but came back and then ended up playing. So keep an eye on that if anything actually got sore and he doesn't suit up today this huge even bigger for Fred Van Vliet. I'm going to put Fred Van Vliet on some sort of minutes limit. Not going to just give him 36 or 38. I think I'll put him at 30 or 32 for, for his first game back from a hamstring. That is a very um, trigger-happy injury, if you will. It can just get re-aggravated or re-triggered. So Kyle Lowry would be impacted. You saw Norman Powell going off, especially in the first half last night, and OG Ananobi. They would see big impacts with Fred Van Vliet coming back for 30-plus minutes, as well as Pat McCobb might not even get into the rotation. And then finally, Mike Conley is probable today. The guy who's missed a month plus, two months around there. Emmanuel Moutier's 20 minutes or so per game as backup point guard are going to go away. Joe Ingles controlling the point and playing mid-30s in minutes for a lot of the game, that's going to go away. I don't have it really impacting Donovan Mitchell all that much because it didn't. Look at the the production and rates with Conley off the court um, and with Conley on the court for specifically Donovan Mitchell. Nothing really changes. He's still a ball-dominating guard who will shoot the three and drive to the basket. Nothing was really changing too much. It was blown out of proportion. Now, Mike Conley is 4,400. Uh, it's an hamstring injury, so I think I'm going to project him for like 25 minutes, which doesn't make him that appealing at 4,400. 
But if he was to go out there and they said there is no limit on this guy and he plays 30 to 32 minutes, well, then, yeah, 4400 against Sacramento is a, is a fine price point. We're going to skip right to the early interest. If you want to take a peek at the target offense sheet, only about half of the games are out because of so many injuries on this slate. Um, the target offense sheet will be updated and posted along with my projections. And that's where I'm going to stop right now quickly and just say that today's video is sponsored and brought to you by Patreon. So Patreon is where I host my uh, just exclusive content as an independent content creator. For this specific video, the correlating piece for Patreon would be my NBA projections. Nine games late, my projections will be up probably sometime in the early afternoon. And what that does is it just shows my player point projections. I have uh, somebody reached out yesterday said that they liked how uh, exclusive it was or, or really just comprehensive was the word. Um, so you can check that out. It, it has just everything. I have it broken down into a nice, easy projection readable sheet with the projections, value, team, salary, all those easy things. But then a very advanced sheet um, where you can see the minutes that I'm projecting for players, um, the, the the defensive matchups, point per minute production, usage rates, all this other stuff. So projections, point projections are huge in the NBA. Um, They're vital. If you're not using point projections in the NBA, you are more than likely a loser player they are the not the the end-all be-all but they're a huge piece of it and i do include as well my interests yes no and, and maybes throughout the day update those projections all the way through live so check out patreon it is linked up down below i also have a little pop-up come up above me right now if you want to click that and then it'll pop up a new browser for you you can check it out after the video or right now as well i do appreciate that thank you to all the patrons who are over there the nba seems to be a very hot topic as well right now excited that everybody's enjoying those projections they've been very good to me and also a couple other patrons without a doubt this year so thank you. Check out Patreon for sure. Uh, and let's get on with the video. So my early interests, um, starting at the top, James Harden 11-2. There's a ton of value on the slate already. Like a nine-game slate with all the injury news, we already have a crazy amount of value. We're probably going to have more. I don't think Harden's by any means a lock, but he's the cheapest he's been in a while, right? He's 11,200. Tough for matchup against the Lakers, but Anthony Davis is going to be uh, questionable and really a game-time decision for this one. I don't have to tell you that the 40% usage rate, the 30-plus percent assist rate closer to 40%, the 38 minutes per game for this type of a player is hard to ignore in what should be a competitive game and somewhere that I have a pace environment for this one as the second highest on the slate, only behind Detroit and Atlanta. So 11200 for James Harden is, is completely fine to pay for. It's just a matter of how you want to prioritize your lineup. I do think that there's 7K and the 8K range is very loaded today, but then I also think the value below 5000 5000 and below is also loaded. So I'm going to try and prioritize um, some of the 8K range, but as the day goes on, I just imagine we're going to get more and more value and not all that or and not all the plays in the slate are going to have 60 plus point upside like Harden does tonight at a reduced price point. Andre Drummond against Atlanta, just a really good spot for him. This is the fastest pace game that I have. Uh, their t- team total is actually out already. It's 114.25, which is one of the higher ones on the slate. $9,500. You're getting those big minutes. You just played 38 the last time out. You are seeing foul trouble as of late, but you really can't project in that, and it has been lower this season. Uh, so Drummond at 9500 is, is interesting to me for sure. I go Russell Westbrook here at 9300 and I list him over Ben Simmons at 9000 I just think these guys are very similar in terms of fantasy floors. Like Simmons without Embiid probably gets you 40 to 45 and that's fine at the 9 k price point if he gets you the 45 But Russell Westbrook at 9300 you need like 47 or so for him to get you there. He's probably going to get 47 more times than Simmons gets, Simmons gets his 45. And I know Simmons is playing bigger minutes, but Westbrook plays very similar minutes around 36. Simmons is playing around 38. But then Westbrook also has that 60-point ceiling. He saw last time out close to 70 that I don't think Simmons has. And it's really just a product of um, the type of players that they are. I mean, Westbrook, he can't shoot either similar to Simmons, but he'll at least attempt to shoot 25 times, whereas Simmons is going to shoot the ball 10 times and are all going to be drives in the lane and really rely on foul trouble um, or really rely on getting to the free throw line, making those, and then really relying on those steals and blocks to hit those 55, 60-point upside days or the triple doubles. 
which again, I think Westbrook gets there for $300 more, way more triple doubles than you'll see from Simmons, and I don't think that's really that arguable. So I'll, I'll prefer Westbrook there. Nikola Vucevic at 8300 against Golden State today. No Draymond, doesn't matter too much, but you're going to get Willie Cauley-Stein, who ended up playing 33 minutes last time out. Amari Spellman, Marquise Chris is back on this team after some contract issues of him getting, getting loose at 8300. I think Nikola Vucevic is completely fine here uh, against this Golden State team. And this is a play that I really like. And it's one that I'm probably not going to get away from. It's a tough matchup. Um, but Damian Lillard at 8,200. Look, the price point one is reducing, which is odd for a guy who's going to play 37, 38 minutes, probably 38 plus now with potentially no McCollum today. McCollum left the game with an ankle injury last night and did not return. So I don't think he's going to play tonight in the back-to-back. If that's the case, Damian Lillard's usage goes up. You can potentially see his minutes spike by one or two. His overall shot qual- uh, production and then um, overall fantasy production is all going to increase point per minute wise here. Uh, hard to ignore that. Now the matchup is tough. OKC is very good against guards. Chris Ball, SGA, uh, Dennis Shooter, all those guys in the rotation there. Um, even Terrence Ferguson off the bench or if he starts is a fine defender, but not a good fantasy player. We all know that. But Lillard at 8,200 stands out to me as probably one of the best pay up options if you even consider that a pay up option. De'Aaron Fox minutes are just huge as of late. Uh, I mean, they're stabilizing at like 37 or 38. These are the minutes that you're getting from the Damian Lillards, and he should be priced around him. Now, Lillard should be like 8,800 today, and De'Aaron Fox should probably be like 85, 86, 88. So in this matchup against Utah, they have not been as great as they have been in the past, but the team total does indicate that it's still a difficult spot. 106.75, slower pace game for sure. $8,100 $8,100 I'm fine paying for for Fox. The issue is that Damian Lillard's there at 8200 So if you're building one lineup, yeah, I can't recommend playing Fox over Lillard. Playing both of them seems okay, but I think there's some better guards that we're going to get to in the low 7K range. Kyle Lowry, again, he got hurt last night to so track that, see if there's anything sore that was lingering. He did return to the game and play. Fred Van Vliet is due back today as well. Um, so those things are negative for Lowry, but the price is decreasing. It's at 7800 It's below 8 k for the first time. Uh, in a couple of weeks now. So I do like the spot for Lowry against Minnesota. Um, they are, it's a spot where they just lost Teague, which doesn't really hurt them on defense too much, but they're just down some guard play, some more inexperienced guys like Jordan McLaughlin and the rookie Jared Culver are going to be in there trying to guard Lowry. It's still a fine spot, but it, it runs right back to Damian Lillard or Kyle Lowry. Damian Lillard for me. Julius Randle, really tough spot against the 76ers, but again, there is no Embiid. They have not been playing as great, but still a strong defensive unit. Um, $7,700 for Randle. I do like it. If it's lower owned, I'll probably prefer it more. If it's higher owned, I'll take the guys below him and the guys above him. This is the range that I think is very interesting. Uh, Really just Kemba Walker and D'Angelo Russell. Um, They're both $7,400. Kemba coming off of the huge 60-plus point gay. D'Angelo Russell coming off of continuing very stable production now with no um, now with no Jacob Evans in the rotation, now with no Draymond and potentially no Glenn Robinson the third, you're taking 60 plus starting minutes out of the rotation if there's no Glenn Robinson the third, and you're getting Russell playing huge minutes. Now huge minutes for Russell, more times than not he's averaging the season around 31, 32 um, per game. He's been playing like 35 plus around 34 to 36. If you get 35 minutes projected today, even against Orlando, who does have injuries that they're dealing with. It's really nice for Russell. Um, it's a spot that I really like to target him with the minutes trending up. And then you also have Kemba, who potentially will not have any Jalen Brown out there, who also is playing huge minutes. You saw him play 38 in the last one. You can project him pretty comfortably, I would say, for 33 or 34 in a matchup against Phoenix here. Their team total is not out yet, but I think there's a very difficult decision today if you're playing just one lineup maybe or, or just a few or single entry three max lineup between Kemba Walker and D'Angelo Russell. So let me know in the comments if you're still watching this. Hopefully you are. Uh, which decision would you make there between Kemba and Russell? I think for me, it comes down to ownership. It did the other night. Um, Russell was like 24% owned and, and Kemba was 16 and I just took Kemba and it ended up paying out for me. Um, but it, it comes down to ownership. If, if Kemba is going to come in because of his last game out there playing very well and no Jalen Brown, maybe he's on a nine game slate, 20% owned and D'Angelo Russell comes in at 12. I'll just take Russell because I don't think they're going to project out that different for me. 
Derrick Rose at 6,900. Price seems steep here, but you get the matchup of all matchups against Atlanta. Um, really good spot. Team total looks nice, 114.25. You're getting those 30 minutes per game. So it's really just 30 minutes plus the matchup that makes him look good at 6,900. Buddy Heald at 6,400 maybe gets impacted by Bogdan Bogdanovich coming back. I think Bogdan is going to be limited today, maybe to like 25 minutes. So if anything, I think it's just going to hurt Ariza, maybe Barnes. Uh, so Buddy Heald, I think he's safe for his 35 plus minutes a game right now. I'll probably project him at that. Carmelo, if there is no McCollum, looks very good at 6,300 to me. Gordon Hayward at 6K uh, looks fine either way. If there is no Jalen Brown or if he's in, if there's no Jalen Brown, it looks even better. I mean, you're, you're going to get like 34 minutes out of Gordon Hayward at 6K. Uh, granted, if Kemba takes over like he did in the last game, you're not going to get much Gordon Hayward production. But more times than not, you're going to get that one fantasy point per minute production for 34, 35 minutes. He'll have those spike games in there. 6K is way too cheap. Evan Fournier did return last game, especially with no DJ Augustine I have written here. He's going to get some point guard run. If Michael Carter Williams is back, that sneaky, sneakily actually impacts, I believe, Evan Fournier's upside for maybe like eight minutes or so of point guard run. So that is impactful there. Matchup against Golden State looks really nice, especially with the injuries they're dealing with. Fournier looks fine. Maybe more of a cash play, but I think he has the upside if he gets 34, 35 minutes in this one for GPPs as well. These next two guys' prices really didn't change much since yesterday. Shabazz Napier and Marc Gasol ended up playing both of them in my main lineup. Ended up going completely fine. Gasol went for a 40-plus burger. Uh, Napier got right around that 30 spot, which was fine for the 5K price point. I think they're both fine once again today. Now they match up against each other. Napier's just going to start with no TIG there at point guard. Now you have Alan Crabb probably going to get some run here, but Napier's still going to play 30 minutes at the starting point card rotation. Price only comes up $100. The price is broken. Obviously, these salaries came out before Napier and Gasol were able to show what they can do last night. Otherwise, Napier should probably be like a 55 to 56 to 58 $100 player. Gasol should probably be somewhere around 55, 5600 So I like Napier. I like Gasol who's playing big minutes. Even on a back-to-back, I think he'll probably play around 30. They're continuing to start Gasol next to Ibaka, uh, which allows both of them to see more run. You had Gasol playing uh, mid-30s in minutes, and Ibaka still got 26 yesterday. If they're just going to be playing back up center with each other, neither of them are going to be able to get that many minutes. McCall Bridges at 4,500 and Dario Sarch. Bridges played 35 minutes the last time out with Ubre. He was out with the concussion. He's out once again. I'm probably going to project Bridges for 35 minutes. Uh, and maybe this time you just don't get a huge game for both Aiton and Rubio and Booker. Um, now, McCall Bridges is not a good fantasy point per minute producer, but he's not the 0.5 type of a player he was last time. More times than not, if you get 35 minutes out of McCall Bridges, he'll get you into the 20s. I don't think he'll just guarantee you into the 30s, but he won't get you 17. So uh, if he's not chalky today, I'm fine getting there. Very tough matchup against Boston, though. Also keep in mind that Cam Johnson, like we discussed earlier, is out today or is potentially going to be out today sorry correct that question will potentially going to be out if he is out that helps Dario Sarge who already got 28 minutes last time out I think he's going to see big run regardless in this one once again it's a tough matchup so Bridges and Sarge if they become chalky today probably not a spot I get to I have Mike Conley on here um, for the audio version I'm bringing it up for the video version I'm going to put him as a, a dark orange which pretty much just means caution. Do not play this guy. Um, I, you have to wait for the limit news. He's 4,400 against Sacramento. If you get told that Mike Conley's on a minutes limit, which I'm expecting, been out for a while now from a hamstring injury, not something that you want to mess around with. If he plays 20, 22 minutes, 24 minutes today, no interest. If they tell us that he's not on a minutes limit, and then I assume if he starts, he plays 30 plus at 4,400, he's very good. So I'm expecting him to be on a minutes limit. So just pointing that out there that Mike Conley is an interest of mine if there's no minutes limit, which I do not expect to happen. Markeith Morris minutes continue to trend up for Detroit. 4,100, good spot against Atlanta here. Um, look, he started out playing like 15 minutes, then 18, then 22. Now, potentially, we're going to have what? I'm going to project him for 24, 25 minutes today. At 4,100, it starts to become a very nice play. And maybe they just take the training wheels off and let him go for 28 minutes. Um, Eric Paschkel, 4,100, looks really good today. Um, you have no Draymond already. You have no Jacob Evans. So two guys in the rotation that are going to be gone helps Paschkel. And 
those are guys that play small forward, power forward, where Pascal is going to play even shooting guard to an extent. Uh, if you get no Glenn Robinson the third today for 32 minutes, Pascal is going to have to fill 30 plus minutes of play. Now he's no lock against this Orlando defense, especially with Aaron Gordon back and healthy. But at 4100, it's a very good play for value. Willie Cauley Stein, it's risky here. I would put him. I'm going to put him in as, as sort of a caution play at yellow. Um, mainly because Willie Cauley-Stein, look, he played 33 minutes last time out, but it could very easily turn back to him playing 24 and Mamari Spellman getting 20 or Marquise Chris getting 20. It's a spot against Orlando that I don't love. He's very cheap. So if you were to get 28 to 30 minutes out of Willie Cauley-Stein in this one, yeah, I think I would actually throw some darts at it, even against Vooch. Um, but all in all, it's a very scary spot. More times than not, I'd probably just get to Pascal or Marcus Morris in this range. And then finally, Anthony Simons, no CJ McCollum, more than likely today. He's He left last night. He's not officially ruled out yet, but I'm expecting him not to play. If he does play, we'll just scratch all of this. But Anthony Simons, if, he, if CJ McCollum does not play, he's only 3,100. Played 28 minutes last night after McCollum got hurt. He saw a lot of minutes boost there, as you would expect, a guard to fill in for him. Um, I would expect Simons to start in place of McCollum at the shooting guard position. This is not fantastic for Simons. Like, don't don't just jump up and down that, oh my God, he's going to drop 20 points. No, no, this is not a that productive of a player. Now he's starting alongside of all of his minutes with at least two of Damian Lillard, Whiteside, and, and um, Carmelo Anthony on the court. So we've seen what that does to Kent Bazemore, who when he's cheap is awful. But keep in mind, this man is 3,100. Like if Kent Bazemore was 3,100 today, I hate playing Kent Bazemore. But yeah, his his bad games of 18 points actually don't harm you at that point. So Anthony Simons at 3,100. If he becomes a chalk of all chalk, it's going to feel gross to swallow, but he's just too cheap to ignore it. Thank you so much for tuning into this Saturday edition of uh, my, my NBA videos. Haven't done one of these in a while, so hopefully you did get some sort of satisfaction, some benefit from it. If you did and you're still watching, please do hit the subscribe button and that notification bell. Let me know, who do you think is the better player? Who would you go with? I'm personally going to leave it up to ownership. I don't really have a stance right now. Between um, Kemba Walker and D'Angelo Russell, both 7,400 on DraftKings today. Please be sure to hit the subscribe button before you leave and check out my Patreon exclusive content linked up down below as well as hitting the little I button above if you have not already. will pop out a little sidebar and you can click the Patreon icon there will take you to where my patreon exclusive content lives my nba projections today will be out around the early afternoon as well as my interest pools thank you so much for tuning in today guys i'll be live uh, later on today on patreon as well as tomorrow over on my youtube channel for the nfl conference championship round peace out game i hope you enjoyed that podcast and before you go if i can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast download a few if you wish but if you enjoyed this podcast if you can please subscribe helps me out helps support it so thank you so much and i will see you in the next one